This is Temple Talk Radio with Steve Temple from Pinnacle Investment Advisors. You need a financial strategy that accounts for challenges like market volatility and inflation, and that also adequately prepares you for retirement. The purpose of Temple Talk Radio is to address common financial concerns, provide helpful strategies, and offer ways you may be able to achieve your financial goals. And now, here's Temple Talk Radio. Okay, well, folks, welcome to today's show. Hey, I'm Steve Temple with Pinnacle Investment Advisors, and we're honored also to have our co-host with us, Mr. Tony Shore. Tony, how the heck are you doing? Hey, Steve, <laughs> I am doing, that's for sure. Yes, I'm sir. great. Um, I've had a great week. Can't complain. How about you? What are you up to? You know, Tony, it's been a great week. And, you know, we talk about this every week, you know, things that happen and businesses. And, and like I said, we're, we're busy right now, Tony. We are extremely busy, you know, with what's going on around us and people, their concerns. The show is working. We've got a lot of folks that are listening to us every uh, Sunday. And then, you know, we all know that these 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 uh, shows are all recorded in podcasts. So a lot of folks are listening to them after, you know, that we're, we're live on Sunday. So I, I'm loving it, you know, and we're getting some good response from people, you know, about uh, some comments on the shows. And I'm just every week I look forward to you being here and talking about what, you know, the next topics we're going to talk about. So it's fun stuff, man. Yeah, it sounds great. And I love it as well. And I appreciate you having me on the show each week. We have a lot of fun with it, and yes, I learn. I managed to actually learn something each week from you, despite myself. So, <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I've learned a lot already on the show, and I know this week you've got a really interesting topic. For oh us. yes, sir. Uh, I'm yes, really sir. looking forward to it. What are we going to be talking about? Well, today? you know, we kind of wrapped up the show last week, Tony, and we said what we're going to do this week. In fact, we're, we're going to do this probably the next couple of shows. We're going to be talking to the consumers, you listeners out there, how to go about finding the right financial advisor, okay? Because it's, it's important, you know? And, and the topic we're going to talk about is seven mistakes people make when choosing the right financial advisor. In fact, I'll highlight all those seven right now, and we're going to talk about something else real quick. Number one, hiring a financial advisor who is not a fiduciary. Number two, hiring the first advisor you meet. That's mistake number two. Number three, choosing an advisor with the wrong specialty. Number four, picking an advisor with an incompatible strategy. Number five, not asking for the advisor's credentials. Number six, Tony, not understanding how these people get paid. That's important. And uh, we're going to spend a lot of time on that one. And lastly, number seven, not hiring a vetted advisor. And I've actually added number eight. I'll touch on that in just a minute. But, you know, before we get into talking about choosing a financial advisor, I think, Tony, the first thing we need to talk about is why. Yeah. Why should the listeners choose a financial advisor? Well, I bet Tony, a lot of our listeners out there, Steve, say, I'm not ultra wealthy. I, I don't have multiple millions of dollars. Why do I need a financial advice? You know, and others I, I, are saying, I've got so much money, I don't need to worry about it. I've got a stockbroker. So you get both ends of the spectrum, don't you? Well, you do. And you know, whether you've got a little or got a lot, you know, this, this money's important to these folks. They've worked hard for it. And, and you know, they're coming through this, what I call the, 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 the most critical in the last phase of their life. They just can't afford to make bad decisions anymore because you don't have the luxury of, of recovering like you did if you were 30 or 40 and made maybe an off decision. It's important that you get it right. And I think that's so important while we talk about how do you go about 
finding the right financial advisor. Because after all, you know, many financial matters, it, it, it comes down to you and your family. There's there's a lot of complexity that's taking place. I mean, there there's things involving building a portfolio, uh, pre- preparing for retirement, you know, and, and lastly, maybe not as important, but preparing for an estate, you know, passing it on to the kids. See, and it's only my philosophy as an advisor is this. Right now, the couples and individuals I work with, They've worked hard for their money. It's time for us to help them go enjoy it and give them strategies that will be sustainable and lifelong and whatever's left at the end of that road. Let's make sure it does go to those folks you care about and leave all the other entities out of it. And most of the folks I talk with, that they love that plan. They, they want to go enjoy it. And yes, if there's something left over, make sure it does get to those they love about, you know, love and care about. But you know, there's many different types of financial topics and issues. You know, financial advisors also, Tony, this is important. A, a good financial advisor can holistically examine your financial situation and help you craft the right financial plan that's really custom for you and your financial goals. So this this one size fits all or this will work for everybody. We have to throw that out because everybody's different. Their situations are different. So by golly, their plan needs to be custom to them as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think, well, why do I need a financial advisor? I've got a retirement plan or I have a financial plan. I put uh, money in my checking to pay my bills. I put some money in savings and I've got a 401k. So I'm set. I've got a plan, right? Well, no. I mean, that's just <laughs> and, it. <Tony>. And no. <laughs> no. You know, a lot of the folks today, they, they probably have, have you know worked with other financial professionals throughout their life, but they really don't have a clear understanding of what is the difference between an insurance agent a registered rep or a broker or an investment advisor rep. They, they need to know exactly who's working for them and how are they being compensated. That That is so important. And all this can be confusing because there's so many, there's different, different names, there's different labels that financial press professionals use. And, and the consumers just sitting there trying to figure all this stuff out on their own. And folks, let me just say, don't go alone any longer. We're going to give you some stuff on this show today. It's going to help you have some stuff. We're going to put it back on our website, give you some resources, how you can help help sort this stuff out for yourself. Because let's, let's talk a little bit about insurance agents first. And, and Tony, we're not suggesting any of these are good or bad. We just simply want people to know how, how they work. So most insurance agents are what we refer to as commission-based. They work on a suitability model, and they are confined to offering solutions that are only offered by their carrier. Okay, now the second one here is a registered rep, also known as a broker. They too are commission-based. They too work off of a suitability model. And also they are confined to offer the solutions only being provided by their broker-dealer. An investment advisor, this is number three, works as a fiduciary. Generally, these are fee-based advisors. A lot of them charge, you know, a one-time planning fee. They also get paid an ongoing fee for managing your assets, what we call asset center management, which that, again, that's what you're paying them for. You want them to be on retainer, working for you, helping you from that day forward as you start making these critical financial decisions. Yeah, there you go. And, And I think that you have to work with a financial services professional who is a fiduciary like you mentioned earlier, because you're going to make 
costly mistakes if you're not. And yes. most of us uh, only uh, save and invest for retirement and then retire one time, right? Yes. That's a process we all go through <laughs> once in our lives. Right. You, except you go through it every day. Yes, sir. Every day. And so you know the pitfalls to look out for. And I think that's the biggest key. And yes. every, you can Google it, every research, uh, <laughs> Columbia University, all these different uh, universities and companies and um, nonpartisan nonprofit centers have researched this. And if you work with a financial advisor who's a fiduciary, I mean, the numbers vary a little bit, but you will always, uh, you know, they all say you're going to come out ahead. You can save this much money by using a financial advisor. And I yes. love how transparent you are about how you get paid, <laughs> what you get paid, yes, and how sir. you're willing to meet with people, Steve, uh, even uh, before they have to pay or know if they're going to work with you. You want to get to know exactly. them, have them get to know you, and there's no obligation or cost. They can sit down and you'll look at where they're at and assess where they're at and tell them, assess where they're at and tell them, hey, this is where I think you need to be. Here's what I would do. And if they want to continue as a client, they can. If they don't, no problem, right? Absolutely. You know, Tony, you've heard me say this before, and I've said this many, many times. I am in the relationship business. I just happen to be a financial advisor. And that is so true about our role here because I do care. And I do want to help people. And, and, you know, and the one thing that comes up every once in a while, I have people ask me, Tony, well, Steve, what's the difference between suitability and a fiduciary? Aren't they one and the same? Well, Tony, they're not. Because let, let me just give you an example. Someone's looking for, you know, for income, lifetime income, you know, you know, getting ready for retirement. It would be suitable for that person to consider an annuity. Because after all, an annuity that's all it is. It's a it's a contract with an insurance company that's going to provide you a, a guaranteed income, much like that of a pension. In fact, we joke a lot about it. Social Security, like it or not, is a form of an annuity payment. You put it to it for your whole life, they're going to give you in exchange for that. They're going to give you a lifetime income. Pensions, a lot of those work calculations work the same way. So, you know, when somebody says annuities are bad, no, they're not, because Social Securities and pensions are much like that of annuity. But my point of it is, is an annuity suitable for someone looking for lifetime income in retirement? The answer is yes. But here's here's where it, it, the break happens. Is it suitable for a consumer to put the majority of their nest egg into an annuity contract? Suitability says it's okay because it is it's a lifetime income solution. But as a fiduciary, I know better than that. Because now you just violated the rule of being a fiduciary, working in your client's best interest, because you now have gone into this realm where you're possibly going to cost them some growth for the rest of their life because you shoved all their money into an annuity. So suitability says annuity is okay. Fiduciary says, wait a minute. That may not be totally in the best interest of the client to heavy weight their strategy into annuities. And you're, you're, The thing I refer to, Tony, we, we always go back to balanced. The recommendations I make are we balancing that client's scenario? And the answer is always that we do that. So, yeah, I think it's just something to really consider. And something I want to just segue into, there is a, you mentioned Columbia University. Here's a Northwestern Mutual study done in 1922. 62% of U.S. adults admitted their financial planning needs improvement. However, only 35% work with a financial advisor. That's kind of an interesting survey. 
Um, so the value of the working with a financial advisor varies by person. While advisors are legally prohibited from promising returns, the, the, this research suggests that people who work with financial advisors feel more at ease about their finances and could end up with more money in retirement. So, Tony, you kind of touched on that. Yep. Yep. And that's that's the thing. And so I knew that you were going to probably quote one because <laughs> and they all say basically the same thing. Yeah. I, I mean, and it depends on your situation. It, it could help you immensely. Uh, you know, could help you four or five percent. It could help yes. you a lot more. It depends on your personal situation. And that's right. why, uh, you know, people who can I guarantee you this. Well, that's not that's not right. Your situation is different. Nobody has a crystal ball. And I love your openness and your willingness to really dig in and look at the big picture for people and look at everything. healthcare, inflation. Yes. Social Security, Medicare, everything uh, that's going to affect their finances to make sure they have enough to live comfortably in retirement. And uh, the number one fear people have is running out of money in retirement. Exactly. And, um, you know, and if you already have a lot of money saved, you know, hanging on to that money or making sure it's utilized in the best way or leaving the proper legacy. And I know these are all things you help your clients with, right? Absolutely. You know, so here we go. Let's get into point number one. We've talked about the why, why we need a financial advisor, yep. right? So now let's focus on the number one point, hiring an advisor who is not a fiduciary. Well, again, a fiduciary is defined as an individual who is ethically bound to act in the person's best interest. Financial fiduciary advisors must avoid conflicts of interest and disclose any personal or potential conflicts of interest that may exist. Hiring an advisor who's not a fiduciary means that they could recommend decisions that may not be in that consumer's best interest. And that, you know, they, sometimes you get into situations where sometimes people are being pushy and, you know, trying to sell this certain product. Well, now, again, you're, you're not acting as a fiduciary if you do this. So this, there's an article here that I'm going to reference by TD Ameritrade. Tony, you've heard of them. Uh, it says oh, the yeah. benefits. Oh yeah, benefits. Uh, TD Ameritrade is a well-known name out there Soon in the to industry. Be just part of Schwab. There you go, Schwab and TD emerging here yeah. uh, this this third quarter. Yes, sir. They they even put together an article benefits of working with a fiduciary, and again it says the key component of planning your financial strategy is finding the right advisor to help you you the listeners reach your goals. Okay. So I think it's just important to find an advisor that has the freedom. Tony, here's the key: the, the advisor has the freedom and the independence to find solutions that are best and unique for that person's solutions. So, you know, TD Ameritrade has also cited that independent registered investment advisors is one of the fastest growing segments in the industry because they take the time to get to know you folks to understand you, understand your personal and financial goals. And here it is. They build a relationship that's focused on helping you meet your financial objectives. You know, so Tony, here's the other thing. The IRA is legally bound to work in the best interest. I think we've mentioned that about three times already. Because under the Investment Advisors Act of 1940, registered investment advisors are held to a fiduciary standard. And by law, they must ensure that their recommendations are based on that client's best interest. And then, in fact, if they don't, there are serious consequences for that individual that does not do what's best for that client. Steve, we've talked about the mistake of hiring an advisor who's not a fiduciary. What yes, else sir. do you want to talk about? 
Well, step number two, it's hiring the first advisor you meet. So, Tony, while it's tempting to hire the advisor closest to home, or maybe it's the first one you find in, in Google, uh, but you know this decision does require more time. So, take, folks, listeners, take the time to interview at least a few advisors before picking uh, the best match for you. You know what, Tony? Many years ago, I had the opportunity to meet with a gentleman. He was a senior officer at PSA Airlines, and he came to one of our educational events, and afterwards he came in to meet with us afterwards. And so we have a process, Tony, that we use in our firm. You come in, let's get to know you, and then we, our team, obviously our certified financial planners and our case managers, they put together a plan. So we got back together for the second meeting where I'm kind of laying out maybe our observations, some areas that we feel we can help him. But I told that gentleman and his wife, I want you to go seek a second opinion because they, they had never spoken to another advisor. And I wanted them to go get another person's perspective. And here's the thing. About four months later, that couple called because we stayed in touch with them. But four months later, they contacted me and said, okay, Steve, we're ready to move forward. That, and that was back in 2016, 2015, 2016. Became great friends and great clients over the years. And, and again, so not about hiring the first one you meet. I'm telling consumers, go interview different advisors. I even told my folks, go interview somebody else. And they liked our process and they came back. In fact, became great friends. I actually just recently helped him retire as a senior officer from PSA Airlines. And he's now retired, living happily into the Bahamas. So again, not hiring the first advisor you meet is number two. Choosing an advisor with the wrong specialty, Tony. So some advisors specialize in certain things. Maybe it's retirement planning. Some others may help business owners. Maybe they work with people high net worth. Some may be specialized in helping you know young professionals starting a family. So again, point number three, be sure you understand your advisor's strength and weaknesses before signing the dotted line. Make sure that they've got the resources you're looking for to help you adapt in all of your financial situations because it is very complex. When you start making decisions about social securities and pensions and 403Bs and 401Ks, you got to have somebody that understands this stuff. Number four, picking an advisor with an incompatible strategy. Similarly, each advisor does have unique strategies. Some advisors may suggest aggressive investments, while some others are more conservative. Some prefer you go all into stocks, others specialize in bonds. All these things may not be a great match for your style. So there you go, finding someone that's compatible and wanting to educate you on what they can do to help you devise a long-term sustainable, here's that word again, sustainable financial plan. Yeah, there you go. And that's what you need is a sustainable financial plan. Yes. So um, I, I think that's huge. Uh, obviously, you don't want to hire the first advisor you meet. Um, and you want to make sure you're fully, fully compatible. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? Well, the other thing we talk about compatibility, Tony, we use a tool that's called the Color of Money Risk Analysis. This is It's a comprehensive tool that helps consumers determine what what is their risk score. So enough of this about stocks and bonds and I'm aggressive, I'm conservative, no. Let's, let's be more scientific about it. So we utilize a tool, helps determine a risk score. And then from there, we're able to make professional recommendations and give them some guidance on what strategy is best for them. So here's the thing, Tony, if people aren't using, other advisors aren't using similar tools to this uh, or devising other means to which to build a discipline model, they may not, they may just be simply going, let's go with the hottest stock, you know, 
uh, you know, that, that they want to research and, you know, that, that's not a, that's not a solid plan. So we're just kind of, again, we're wanting to educate consumers, things to look for, what not to look for, right. And helping make this important decision. Here's number five, Tony, this is important. Not asking about credentials, you know, to give an investment advice, financial advisors are required to pass various tests. They're series seven, they're series 65, they're series 66. So, Folks, listen, ask your advisors how they're licensed, what tests they pass, what are their credentials, So, because that's important. And, and, in fact, we'll just tell you that when you, when you meet someone, ask them to show you their ADV Part 1 and 2. Ask them to show you your Department of Insurance you know, validation, because these two documents here, Tony, they list all the backgrounds all the training, they list the tests you've passed, they list the firms you are affiliated with and any disclosures you may have. And then, you know, it, it, uh, this Department of Insurance document even shows how long you've been in the business, what companies you're licensed with. And this is kind of important too, because Tony, here's the thing, there is no one size fits all. And there, it's important for consumers to know when they walk in the door to work with an advisor, they're gonna be totally objective and looking at their situation, providing some analysis, and making recommendations that will be in their best interest. And I simply point this out because a lot of folks I've already mentioned, you know, the, the three roles uh, in the industry, sometimes you know, agents are one sale away from going on a trip. That's not the advisor you want to find. You want to find someone that doesn't focus on those things and still wants to do the best thing for you. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You don't want to uh, pick an incompatible advisor and you want to make sure you ask about the credentials and uh, you want to make sure you validate those. And I know if our listeners have questions about that, uh, they can talk to you. Um, I think this is great advice. And um, I think it's important to know that you uh, need to work with somebody with experience. That's something that would be important to me as well. Uh, So I, I think we have time for one more, one or two more of these points things people need to look out for. What do you have for us next? Here it is. Number six, not understanding how they're paid. Some advisors, Tony, are fee only. They charge a flat fee and no matter what, they're going to get paid. You know, here's your plan. Go, go figure it out. The other ones are fee-based advisors. So there's a difference between the two because a fee only advisor give you a plan. You're still left with this complex task of figuring this stuff out on your own. And, and just be very forth with Tony. We're a fee-based advisor. You know, we get paid a flat fee for putting together a plan, and then we, if we work with asset center management, that's how we're compensated. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying how it works. Um, you know, and again, the key point here is ask these folks to see their legal docs, docs and disclose how they're compensated. Don't let it be a mystery. Just make, And we're very open about that. We're very transparent, Tony, about that in our practice. We make When we go through that second meeting, for example, first thing, I want to see, can I help you? I don't know if I can or not. But if we can determine there's some things we can help you, and that second meeting, I'm going to first thing I'm going to show you is how we're compensated, and then you know show you the plan we put together, and then it's your choice if you if you want to continue that relationship going forward. Um, and I just also believe advisor that cannot demonstrate and utilize this consultative approach, you know, whereby they consider a variety of solutions, they may not be the right stop. You know, some advisors are paid commissions only, uh, and I think this is going to create a serious conflict. Uh, that is truly not maybe in the consumer's best interest before making a final decision. Other white flags, Tony, is this. Uh, you hear this, well, we don't charge any fees up front. 
we're going to do the work for you, put together some plan, and we'll put something together. And if you like what we do, we get paid by the you know the folk, the vendors we work with. I don't think that's a good model either, Tony. I, I think it's it, it works maybe for some, but again, not knowing how you're paid before you you go you know begin this journey, I just think it's a bad deal for the consumers. Um, and this may not be a perfect example for consumers just not knowing this information. I think it's just important they know this up front. Yeah, it's huge, and, and that that is amazing. So uh, I think it's been a great show. Uh, Steve, is there anything else you want to add regarding this before we go? Well, I think uh, I've added this last point here, uh, you know, not you know, making sure you're hiring a vetted advisor. That goes without saying. Point number eight, work with somebody that you like being around, Tony, because I'm the same way. I, I enjoy working with consumers, husbands, wives, couples, individuals that, that I enjoy being with. And I'm telling the, the listeners today, find someone you like, find someone you can see yourself spending the rest of your life together with as far as your professional relationship, because that's that's pretty important. So, yeah. Yeah, that is that is huge. So before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Well, thanks, Tony. Get Folks, go to PinnacleInvestmentAdvisors.com. Go to our website. From there, you've got our phone number. You can text me. You've got the calendar. You can schedule a time we can hop on a call together. Better yet, schedule a time we can meet. And Tony, I think it's fair to mention uh, this is part one of a two-part series because we're going to be continuing this conversation into our next segment next time we get together as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Steve. And great show. I really, really enjoyed this one. A lot of great information. Yes, you sir. Cram- you crammed in a lot today, buddy. <laughs> well. And uh, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. But that does it for today's episode of Temple Talk Radio with Steve Temple. Thank you for joining us for Temple Talk Radio. Don't head into retirement without a strategy that addresses both income and taxes. For more information, please contact Steve Temple at Pinnacle Investment Advisors at 937-667-6500 or visit templetalkradio.com. Join us again soon for another episode of Temple Talk Radio. Advisory services are offered through Pinnacle Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Temple Financial Solutions, an affiliated company. Pinnacle Investment Advisors, LLC, and Temple Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Unexpected medical expenses can rain down at any time and flood your retirement with overwhelming debt and stress. Although you can't control when a rainy day will happen, you can control how much coverage your umbrella provides. At Pinnacle Investment Advisors, we can help you create a rainy day financial strategy. Visit templetalkradio.com or call our less than town greater than office at 937-667-6500 to get started today.